in the name of the God who created us, the God who redeemed us, and the God who continues to sustain us. Amen. I was driving my oldest son to school one morning when he asked me, Mama, what happens when we die? My son is four years old. I was not prepared for him to ask me this question at 8 a.m. during rush hour on the way to school. My brain and my heart began a fervent conversation about how to answer this question appropriately. And in the delay to answer, my son said, is it when you go into the force like Master Yoda does? We had just watched The Return of the Jedi for the first time that weekend, so this comment wasn't entirely out of left field, and I now understood why he was asking this question. Uh, yeah, I say, kind of hesitantly. That's kind of what happens, except we don't say we go into the Force. We say we go to heaven. Where is heaven? He asked me. Well, heaven is where God is. But you said God's in our hearts. Is God in our hearts? Uh, yeah, God's in our hearts and God's in heaven. Uh, God's in us and all around us. Like the force, he said. <laughs> I looked in my rearview mirror. He was smiling pretty big, pretty proud of himself for having figured this out. Sure, sure, Ian, yeah, like the Force. God is like the Force. So how come Luke Skywalker can see Master Yoda after Master Yoda goes into the Force? Uh, because, uh, because his spirit self left his body and he goes into the Force. Uh, to be part of the Force, I scramble to say. He disappears because his spirit is in the force? Yep, yep, that's what happens. I'm trying to end the conversation. Yep, mm-hmm. I felt like we were kind of derailing. And even though the conversation was only about five minutes long, I thought about it all day. The mom part of me wished I had been more eloquent um, in talking about death, God, and heaven than I had been. I hoped I was helping him understand appropriately all, the, all these big picture questions. And because my son desperately wants to be a Jedi Master, I hope he now doesn't think lightly about death now that he believes we all just go into the Force like Master Yoda does when we die. <laughs> but then the priest part of me thought, this might be a really great way to talk about the Ascension. And here we are. <laughs> that scene from the Star Wars movie where Master Yoda leaves behind Luke and goes into the Force is fascinating and kind of weird. It's fascinating because Yoda leaves Luke at the beginning of his career as a Jedi Knight. He, it's fascinating because Yoda simply chooses to go into the Force of his own free will, it seems. And further, Yoda is still able to be with Luke after he goes into the Force, still able to talk to him and journey with him while Luke continues to fight evil and bring about good in the galaxy. 
Of all the scenes in the Star Wars movies, of all the lightsaber fighting and Millennium Falcon escape scenes, my son most often asks me about the scene where Yoda goes into the Force. Because it's weird, and it's abrupt, and it's startling, and it's pretty confusing. Like a magic trick, it's an unexplained and mysterious event. How can this powerful Jedi Master just disappear at the climax of the story? Why did he choose to go when he clearly had power enough to remain? I don't know about you, but these questions are similar to the questions I have about Jesus when he leaves his disciples and ascends into heaven. In our gospel passage for Ascension Day, Jesus takes his disciples as far as Bethany and he lifts his hands, blesses the disciples on their journey to do good for the world and following God, and while he is blessing them, he withdraws from them and is carried into heaven. What's even more confusing about this story is that the disciples aren't devastated like I know I would be if I had been there. I for sure would have been the disciple to be like, uh, yeah, Jesus, yep. Um, I have some questions before we head out to Bethany. Um, so first of all, uh, just to clarify, you're leaving? Like you were just killed and we grieved you and mourned you and then you rose up from the tomb like just a couple of weeks ago and now you're just going to leave us? In the gospel passage today, the disciples watch as Jesus blesses them and simultaneously appears to float away or disappear into heaven. And then they worship him and they rejoice. Instead of freaking out that Jesus is leaving them, they are rejoicing. If the disciples were physically here with us in this church today. They are here with us. If they were physically here with us in this church today, it probably would be decorated with balloons and streamers and confetti. The disciples rejoice. They rejoice because they have been promised by Jesus that even though he is physically gone, he is still with them that he will always be with them and any who follow him for generations to come. Jesus promises to send his disciples a power from on high to clothe them and empower them to follow him and do as he did in his life on earth. Much in the same way Master Yoda still appears to Luke after he goes into the force, Jesus promises to still be with us still be with his disciples through the power of the Holy Spirit. And just like my son's fascination with that scene in Star Wars, I feel fascinated by this part of our Christian theology and faith. Because when we get down to it, it's hard to imagine we all have access to Jesus today. Today, 2,000 years later, it's hard to believe that Jesus is literally still with us. 
it's hard to understand the Holy Spirit, that non-physical power from on high Jesus has sent us to help us, to empower us on the road. It's hard to believe we have access to this power, that this power is with us as we work for good in this broken world. This is one of those places in our Christian witness when our faith can be deeply challenged. We profess to believe we have been given power from on high, but we do not always believe we are capable. We believe we are not alone, that Jesus is always with us, yet we often feel isolated. We profess a faith in a God whose love and light can overcome all darkness, just as Jesus overcame death, yet we sometimes feel the darkness consume us. It's hard, this faith walk we are all on. To believe in a power we cannot physically measure, touch, and see. To follow a Jesus we have never physically met or hugged. Hard to have faith in the Holy Spirit, that wild, emotional, holy wisdom that is supposed to be leading us. And yet, the disciples were rejoicing. Perhaps our invitation on this Ascension Day is to ask ourselves if we can rejoice with the disciples. We are thousands of years removed in time, yet we believe we are in communion with our ancestors at this table, in this place. Can we rejoice with them today? Can we rejoice with them as Jesus leaves them and ascends into heaven? Can we get down on our knees and thank God for the promise of Jesus? Not for the promise that was, but the promise that is. That Jesus is with us now. Can we rejoice in praise for the Holy Spirit that is with us at all times, even when we are weary, alone, and afraid? Can we rejoice with the disciples and put our faith in the promise that Jesus is always with us, even to the end of the ages? And the disciples worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. And may we join them in rejoicing, even if it feels hard sometimes. May we join them in rejoicing today. Amen.